Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Kadri, you can hear me? Yes, Rahul. Okay, thank you. Um, today is April 12th, 2021. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Um, there are some people whom we announced something on Friday. If they have complied with that, you can give your name and link there. You'll be given preference over the other people because of the deal. That's not going to be every every week. It's only today uh, that we announced on Friday. Um, if Ready and PC does conduct a Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are here, if you want to ask any questions, please raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name to ask questions. Mansi? Hello, Rahul? Yes, ma'am. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, so my question is for my husband's uh, case. Uh, he has his EB3 approved with a priority date of December 2016, and Mm -hmm. he is now looking to apply for EB-1. Currently, Mm -hmm. he is a VP and can prove his managerial responsibilities here Mm -hmm. as well as from his previous job in India. So, Mm -hmm. what are his chances of getting through the EB-1 approval? Without looking into all the details, it's going to be tough. Assuming that he's working with the same or sister company, um, he should take a chance. For sure, he can change, take a chance. So, um, if it's a, it's not just a manager, though, it's multinational manager. So there should be, he, he cannot be just managing three people, four people, or even 10 people. That's not the not, better way of getting it. If he is managing four people, how many people are there underneath him will also be counted. Mm-hmm. So even if the person is managing only one person, but underneath that one person, if there are a thousand people, then he would get qualified more easily. So those are important traits of it. Um, at the same time, in documenting Mansi for the EB1, they should make sure that they don't, they don't conflict with any of the things what they made the statements before. When your husband came into United States, he filled the DS-160 form. Did he mm-hmm. fill the correct thing? Was there any changes that he, are we, are we looking for anything different than that of what we're been doing? No conflicts should be there compared to the previous application right now. But yeah, it's, it's worth for him to take a chance because you try it, you get it, you get it. You don't get it, you don't get it. Will I file the 485 application along with the I-140? Mm, mm-hmm. I may not. I will wait until I-140 is approved. 
Because what happens is that once you file the 485 application, you get very tempted to use the EAD in advance for and other things. And once you get that, it's going to be very problematic for the entire family. Now, normally, I don't say that to EB2 and EB3 people because their chances of approval is way, way, way higher as compared to EB1. Okay. And you mentioned about the conflict. So, Obviously, when he came here, he he was on a different position and he changed. He got promotion. So there will be definitely updation of information. So that is not a problem, I believe. Updated of the information about what? The previous role that what he did in India, they cannot be updated. As in addition of responsibilities compared to... He cannot have have additional responsibilities in India. He already left the job. He's here. No, no. He moved in the same company. And now his designation is changed. No, ma'am. So so previously when he was working in India, what is the job title? What is the things? Can he say that previously he managed 10 people and now he's managing 20 people? No, you can't say that. Now, the current job where he is in, he could be managing 100 people. That's a different issue. But you can't go back to the Indian job and change it. You see my point? Okay. But it's worth taking a chance, ma'am, because you have nothing else to lose. Let's go to the next person, please. Thank you. Ravi? Hi, uh, Rahul. This is Ravi. Uh, Yes, Ravi. My green card priority date is uh, September 2010. Mm -hmm. However, I joined another employer, different employer in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Ravi, can you speak a little bit louder? Yeah, sure. Um, in 2019, I have joined a new employer. Mm-hmm. And this new employer started my GC process again. Uh, uh-huh. My firm was applied on 2nd March 2021, which is one month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I want to take your opinion with the... Uh, the October month uh, announcement, right? There are 100,000 visas available and the mm-hmm. new uh, set of visas, 130, which is like 230 in the next one year. Um, am I taking a chances of staying with the current employer? Do you want me to go back? Suggest so you go back to the old employer and work for them because I have no interest. Why did, why did not, why did not you go back in September of 2020? Because um, I was not, it was not an interesting role with the employer B, uh, employer A. But, uh, but it is it interesting? Different. Is it interesting to come to this conference call, Zoom calls? Sorry, <laughs> I don't like immigration lawyers. I mean, you need to get rid of us as soon as possible. You need to try every effort to get rid of us. Yeah. I'm not not interesting. What? I don't care. I just, I you the, would have just stayed there for six months, got the EAD. It would have been more interesting for you. Yeah, but there was no other position there uh, readily available. When I okay, that's a different. Company, no, that's yeah, that's a different issue. Though. Data but, filing table is gone. I got the I got the point. Um, if would I move back to the old company if I were you? I will consider very seriously moving back to the old company because right now March, so April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah, you may get the labor certification after all. Can you be in good terms with this previous employer, make a decision in October by any chance? Yeah, that's a possibility. I want you to, I want you to send a blue label whiskey to him just to say hello to him, if I were okay. you. Thank you. Okay. 
and and then you know be in good terms and then you can make a decision in september that would be in your best interest if this approves that's fine i'm not going to move while he gets a blue label free that's fine is worth it is worth his weight in his gold for you Thank so you. uh be in good terms make a decision in september okay Thanks. next person please and don't tell me that it's not an interesting job it's not an interesting job to come here either the next person please Hey, uh, hi Rahul. Uh, yes, ma'am. So, uh, we actually had a H uh, one extension uh, being approved, like in January, but that's going to be affected from uh, June twenty twenty one, and we got it approved for three years, so it's until June twenty twenty four. So, we have actually like bundled the H four EAD as well as the H one uh, extensions together. Uh, but uh, I had to like fly to India, and I got my H uh, four visa stamped. Mm-hmm. uh so uh that's effective from uh, march until like i got for 3 years so i got my visa stamped until like 2024 of feb but the thing is uh while at the port of entry i was not given uh you know the uh, uh the visa uh, the cbp told that like uh, at the port of the entry uh, since my extension the h1 extension is still not yet uh, current and we are still in the first uh, h1 that we are using because the extension going to be effect only from june 2021 so he said he can't issue me uh uh i94 uh end uh, date according to so, my so 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 you are on h1b or you are on h4 i'm on h4 so you got the h4 stamped in india yes and came back but yes. the h4 started from june of 2021 I mean, I had my previous one, which is going to be expired in June 2021, and we already have a new one uh, that's going to be like effective from June uh, 9th until June 2024. He should have given until 2024. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they gave it until 2021. Yeah, the thing is, like, but, he did but not right now, but it. yeah, right now uh, there are the best solution would be. definitely to go back go to mexico and come back and see if this time they do the correct things mm-hmm. um our mexico any country because you have a stamping right you have a stamping until june you have a stamping after june of 2021 the i would want you to go outside the country and come back so that this time hopefully they will correct it and if they still don't correct it the best would be that you leave the country in june 18 then you come back on june 22nd uh, i mean the first option uh, wouldn't still work i guess because he said that like you still have like 60 more days uh, only when his you... opinion that's his opinion not everybody's cbp's opinion though i've seen okay. so many different times that they do give until the expiration of the h4 i'm not telling that you are the only person that happened but it happens sometimes you can try to correct my way you can go cross from you can go to mexico and fly back it's going to cost you about 300 dollars for you to do so um if that doesn't work go on june 18 come back on june 21st so in the meantime like i already have like my i539 and 765 uh, bundled uh, which are still like in the you right. know received status which right. are not- Yeah. So then, what's the best thing? Like, uh, because initially you told me that, like, uh, once I come back, like, apply for a I seven six five again, whichever. Uh, I would, for- I would do, I would do one thing. I would file an I seven six five right now. I will try to go to Mexico. Try to do one thing. Go to Mexico and come back, and then file a seven six five if it works out. Okay. Unless and until like I, uh, I get my I ninety four rectified. Uh, there's no uh, point in like filing I seven six five. There's no point. There's no point in filing a seven six five. So you go because to Mexico, like, you-, you come back. 
you got you got we are, i agree with you on that, on that. Mm-hmm. you go and try to rectify the identity for if it's rectified file 765 otherwise you'll have to wait until june i see okay 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 thank you ma'am next um, person please nikhil thanks. yeah uh, thanks rahul uh, for taking my question uh, i ha- i basically have two questions uh, one is i have a travel plan to india in june so mm-hmm. i'm currently on f1 stem extension uh, mm-hmm. my can i apply for f2 uh, i20 before i get married i mean uh, before june i mean basically can i apply f2 i20 now i, I know i know for sure you can make an up appointment with the us consulate with f2 even before you get an appointment even if you before you get an uh, before you get married you can make an appointment i don't know if your dso will give you the i20 before you get married though But i don't know if they will give it to make an appointment you need the service id right to service id i, I know i know we we do that for h4s we do for other things i haven't tried it for f2 you can try it i mean if they ask I, i'm going to get married but i don't know if they will if they give it if they give it take it uh, yeah there was an option in ds164 service so i am not sure if i should apply for f2 i20 now before i get married or not so if they give it take it if they give it take okay. it and apply for the in the concert so there is nothing and you can no. explain it them yeah we have done that several times with the h4 people where they are not married we made an appointment we never had any problem okay uh, one small another question so my h1b got selected this year and since i have traveled don't in- if your h1 got selected don't travel right now you know why yeah because if you travel right now your change of status would be considered to be automatically denied but i am applying for consulate petition what could I- you apply for consular processing uh because and since i have to go to go to india in june why do why can't you postpone it until october uh it's little hard actually what is hard explain that to me you mean to say that some pandit who's uneducated guy has looked into the stars and moons and put a date and then you're going to believe that do you mm-hmm. not have an engineering degree yes i do but uh, okay thank I, you i mean i don't I know where india is going it's it it looks like Afghanistan to me right now the reason is that your change of status you're going to you're going to you're going to go there you could apply one is that don't apply for f2 visas f2 visas are easy to get the denial h4s are the most approval visas f2 requires that the person must have temporary intention you yourself have already abandoned the temporary intention by filing an h1b you are sending your wife to a wall uh, to 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 a pack of wolves Okay okay i got my, my suggestion my suggestion is that remember that if you go there how are you going to come back uh, since i have f1 visa stem extension till next year right so can't yeah. I... there's a, the technically it's not a proper way of entry even though that i've seen people are you are not getting problem they'll ask you what's the purpose of the visit oh i'm going to complete the stem thing and there is an application they're saying that you want to work for the long term and then you're going to apply for change of status once you come into this country yeah i can apply or i can go back to india and again make a this one why why that's a lot of risk you're taking you got this lottery after so many times you've been waiting for it 
Why can't you wait until the H1B comes in and go and stamp in October? Once your change of status is approved, you'll be counted towards the H1B number. If you go for stamping, unless the stamp is approved, you're not getting the, you're not being technically counted towards the H1B number. You, once, un, until you start the H1B, which is until October 1st, with the I-94, you're not technically counted towards the, towards the H1B number. Why risk all this? F2 is a risk. Change of status is a risk. You're going outside getting the stamping is a risk. Why? Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, I get your point, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I know this is a marriage season. I'm going through a lot of different people like that, but I have to tell you that my role in your life is only one thing to get you safe, get your wife safe into the country. Next person, please. Yeah, thank you. Saurabh. Hey, uh, hey, Rahul, um, thanks for taking my question. So I have quickly two questions, but, but I'll, I'll be quick. So, uh, for AC21 portability, um, do we need EAD in hand before we can make no, a move? No, sir. No, sir. You can file a H1B and then file a AC21 to be mobile. No, actually, I was talking about EB1C and, and, you know, with, with I-140 approved. Ah, uh, EB1, EB1C. If you don't have, uh, so if I have, I well, how, would, how would you, I got, I got the point. I want for this approved, right? How would yeah. you start work? How would you start working with a new company? You don't have so, any so, AD. No, I, I don't have I-140 approved, but I'm just curious. I'm asking this question because one employer is interested in hiring me, but I, I, I of course have to wait for I-140 to get approved first. But what I'm trying to understand is, is, you know, if I get the, if I don't get the EAD and I get my I-140 approved and I would, you know, uh, six months would pass. So can, in that case, do I have to get the EAD first and then, you know, change the employer? How would, how would, but no, leave the, leave the AC21 out. Okay. So if you want to move this from company A to company B, you can't move on L1 visa. You know, that is right. Yes. Yes. How would you start working with company B? Yeah, I have applied for concurrent uh, I-140 F-485, right? So I know, but if you don't have an EAD, let's say your I-140 is approved, how would you start working with company B? I mean, if you have a provisions like H-4, H-4 EAD, that you have provisions, for example, maybe you have been counted toward the H-1B before, there are certain things where you can work. So my major problem with EB-1C is how can you start working with that company? As long as you have some provision, legal provision to start working with this company B, I don't have a problem. Got it. So without EAD, I cannot basically. In so- your case, you cannot. But EB2, 3, a lot of the other people who have H1B provisions, they can, not you. Got it. And one follow-up question. There was a, a, a law that passed about the premium processing for I-140 for EB1C also, but that has not. Been that is right. Active. It's not been implemented. It's not implemented yet. Do you, do you have any idea around any advice no. when, uh, can I don't, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an idea right now. They didn't put it in the agenda right now to ask the question. Got it. Thank you. Uh, so, Thank sorry, you. they didn't put it in the agenda for me to have an idea, sir. Okay. Next person. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, uh, thanks for your time. Um, I, I have applied 485 with my previous employer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so I don't know when 140 will be approved because 
until i move to him they won't upgrade to premium uh, that is one situation and uh, assuming uh, i do not move to uh, that company soon and uh, with current company i have h1 so can i go to india and come back on h1 will i have any challenges in this situation um i don't see any problem you can go outside the country you are coming on company visa h1b i don't see any problem and if at all uh, port of entry officer asks have you applied mm-hmm. um uh, for green card yeah yes you did i intend and... to join it once i get the green card nothing wrong with it okay okay nothing wrong but let so me ask you can... this question though Let me, I I know your company is blackmailing you which is <laughs> which which is which is that you know I I understand I mean they want you to join the company nothing yeah. wrong with it and that's what it yeah. is it may be worth for you if that's a case to join the company to get rid of the entire things though because right now the priority date is expected to move forward and your i140s gets delayed you may be here for a long time coming to this conference call who knows for the next one decade you might be here coming sir actually i have downgraded so the problem yeah, i know is... you don't need i know you downgraded that's the reason you're you're speaking about i140 otherwise they would have been i140 yes and um, so before uh, 140 getting approved and i have ead in card in hand can i don't use it. don't use it don't <laughs> use it don't use it don't in your case don't use it he's holding you up and he may withdraw the i140 that's going to screw you up if i were you I would join that company even if I'm getting two hundred thousand dollar more. Where I am working right now, I will go join that company to get rid of immigration laws in my life as quickly as possible. Let's go to the next caller, please. Thank you, Kiran. Hi. Hi. Hello, Kiran. sir. Sir, uh, my question is for a derivative application. My spouse is a derivative applicant on four eighty five. I even want to see after the mm-hmm. biometrics if the, if the if my wife travels to India and continue to be there for some time and mm-hmm. if the if we get this interview request she will come back but otherwise if interview is being waived we know we we don't know when it would be issued right so in that case mm-hmm. would the GC process would be continued and the GC would be issued even though she is in India um assuming that the advance parole has been approved. um yeah it's not a problem if the gc has been issued it's not a problem even if you are in india to have seen people even if the people are in india they got their green card approved too and you can come back and advance parole okay only if the advance parole is approved gc would be issued even the person is in india is that correct sir or no there there is a possibility that the advance parole is not there and they issue a gc to you while you are outside the country though there is a possibility for that um okay. i don't know i don't know uh, I, if and the gc will be sent to your home address you can you, you know right. i don't see any reason why they would deny your entry if you use that to come into this country yes that the reason is we wanted to my wife want to travel on l2 and uh, we didn't get ead yet and uh, maybe if we can I'm fine I'm, fi- I'm I'm fine yeah. with her traveling outside the country and coming back I'm not but only, I'm yeah, not, okay okay I'm not my, expecting <laughs> even if the green card is issued 
I don't see any problem in her coming into United States. Okay, so I can take it as the G C can be issued even though she is in India if interview is being That's right. That's right. That's right. You're L one A person. Yeah, E B one C. Yeah. And your I one forty is approved. Yes, sir. And you and 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 you did not yet. When did you file the four eight five? October. You have a good possibility that your EAD in advance parole will be not approved and green card will be approved. Uh, yeah, that, since I was following your videos, I got the same yeah. question. That's the reason I'm asking you this. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. sure. Let's yeah. go to the next caller, please. Thank you, sir. And they're purposefully delaying the EAD in advance parole for you guys because they don't want to adjudicate EAD advance parole and the green card. They just want to issue the green card and deny the EAD in advance parole. We see a lot of those denials right now. And which is the best denials we ever can get it. Sure. Next Thanks. person, please. Hi, Rahul. Um, uh, my question is on uh, L2 uh, EAD. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on L2. Uh, our visa validity was until uh, April 24th, that is end of next week. Uh, my mm-hmm. husband applied for uh, visa extension uh, in the month of December 2020, uh, along mm-hmm. with my EAD uh, renewal application too. So my husband's mm-hmm. visa is extended, uh, but however, the dependent's visa is yet to be approved and also my L2, uh, I still await my L2 renewal. So I uh, just wanted to check what is the best, uh, no, is there a way to expedite uh, the process? Okay. Any other people who are on the H4 EAD expedited? We used to have a court litigation. It's not working. I would request that either you go with a congressman or ombudsman. Congressman is a member of parliament here that we call in India. You can contact them online, provide them information. They will contact. That is the best way. Ombudsman is a, is a officer appointed by the government but not, does not work for the government, is an independent of the government. Either you go with the congressman or ombudsman. I would request you go with the congressman so that they are aware of. You can raise a service request online to expedite your matter. But I have to tell you one thing. All this is just to satisfy you and me. Not that, uh, actually, to more satisfy me, because you most probably may not be getting expedited. And there is nothing I have to, I, I, I can offer you. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, one more, one more, uh, just another question. Is the L2, uh, visa extension approval now, a prerequisite mandatory for the L2, uh, EAD renewal? Because since my, uh, can yes. the EAD be renewed based on no. my husband? No. It, it okay. cannot, 99% of the time, the EAD will not be approved until your EAD, uh, until your L2 is approved. Okay. 99%. There are some rare circumstances we see. But 99% of them, they will not approve your EAD until L2 is approved. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Shriyam. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, my name is Sachini. Uh, I have an uh, approved uh, I-140, which is approved in 2018. Uh, and my H-1B is going to expire in uh, this year, October 2021. So the mm-hmm. thing is, I recently got a job and uh, my new employer says that if he does a H-1 transfer, uh, I can only get six months extension, which is until my H-1B expiry date, not uh, for three years. So... Is there any other chance that I can get three years? Wait, 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 wait. You have your I-140 approved. Uh, yes. It was approved when? It, 2018, January. Why Why is he saying that you're only eligible for six months while you're eligible for 
three years. You all, you all, you know that. Yeah, I know that. I mean, I don't know. Like they are saying, it's because my designation is going to change from software developer yeah. to reporting. Even from software developer, you become a lawyer like me. You okay. will still entitled for three years of H one B. Okay, so it's not it's not going to be an issue. The thing is, like no. I also have an EAD from my husband, so they want me to move to EAD instead of H one B transfer. So you have a EAD, you have a H one B. Oh, for, from your registration statement. Yes, adjustment of status from my husband. So they said, like, why don't you move to an EAD instead of using your H-1B? But I don't want to lose my H-1B and going, depending upon the status of my husband. Since we the love, EAD, we love you, we, we love you and your family. Um, what, your husband's I-140 is approved, is it right? Yes. Why not you? If, uh, if we are scared if the EAD extension is going to take a while since EAD extension takes Good while, question so. though. EAD extension takes a while for what? The pre- previous lady L2 EAD, his extension is taking a while. When okay. it comes to the adjustment of status EAD, while the EAD is pending, you can work for six months after the EAD expires. Okay. So you got the uh, point? And what happens if he receives any uh, denied, I mean, like any... Uh, Good question. Okay. Now okay. let me let let me explain you. There are if you, there are two things. One, you get you all guys get married to the adjustment of status, and don't make me rich. Okay, that's one thing. Or you don't get married to the adjustment of status. You maintain the H one B. Your husband maintains the H one B. You every time you change a company, you file another H one B. Every time you file an extension, do you do that? Every time you go to India with all the COVID restrictions, you don't get the stamping. Thank you. I will have to buy a Ferrari on your name. Um, but that's not it though. There is something that you guys are missing. When you're filing an H1P, there is also FTNS. There are other things that goes on. Okay. The risk that you have if by maintaining H1P and maintaining adjustment of status, I would give you 5% risk. Now, the risk that you would, if you get married after your husband's I-140 is approved, which you said I-140 is already approved or he filed without I-140 with previous I-140 is less than 0.5%. So you have 10 times more risk here by maintaining the H-1B and making people like me rich. Okay. So if I were you, I will just go to EAD and then okay. that's me, but that's fine. You guys want to make money? Welcome. Next person, please. Thank you. Sri Undrakunda. Thanks, Rahul. Um, a quick question. So um, my parents are here on a B2 visiting visa, and mm-hmm. I plan to apply for an extension. We already filed for an extension, so I-539, I mm-hmm. but we didn't receive mm-hmm. any acknowledgement yet. We, we All we got is a FedEx receipt that it's delivered. Um, what about there, the check? What about the check? No, it didn't go through. When yet. did you file? Uh, on March 12th. Okay. It's been it's, almost it's a month. Taking, it's taking much more than a month right now to get a receipt notice. Okay. Then what happens if their I-94 expires before they get the acknowledgement? If you okay. have properly filed the application, which I'm assuming mm-hmm. you did, then mm-hmm. even if the acknowledgement comes later on, it's not a problem. Okay. Okay, so it's not a problem. They, they can stay legally, right? Right, they can stay legally. Okay, cool. That's all I have. 
Any more left out in the line, uh, Leo? Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, guys. I'll take the last caller today. Uh, we couldn't attend all the people. Uh, there are 80 people that are coming in, so we can't take all the calls, guys. Uh, but tomorrow at 11.30 is the next one. Last caller today. Go ahead. Mot. Hello. Hello, sir. Uh, this is uh, Abdul. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. So, sir, there are a couple of things going on right now. Uh, so I need to take a decision within this week. So the first thing is my STEM, ex- STEM OPT is going to expire in July. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, my employer has filed perm Friday, last mm-hmm. Friday. Pri- priority mm-hmm. date is current. Uh huh. Okay. And, uh, which country are you from? Which country are you from? Uh, uh, passport is from India, and but the birthplace is Oman. Okay, so for the purpose of the green card, you're Oman. Okay. Yep. And the other thing is. So, uh, so when is the STEM extension expiring? You said. July. And when did you said? When did you said your company filed for the perm application? application Friday. This Friday. It's yeah, taking about Friday. seven months for you to get the perm approval, though. So. Right. You, if your STEM is expiring in September, you have to maintain the legal status by going back to school. Yep. So the other thing is my, luckily in my third attempt of H1B, it has been picked up in the lottery. Ah, then if it's been picked up in the lottery, you do have the cap gap. That means that you're eligible from until, you're eligible to work until October. Got it. So the decision that I need to needed to take this week is, is it a good move? I mean, if you were in my shoes, then if you would, uh, would you have been uh, switched to a school for this semester or you, you would have waited upon your H1B decision? The reason that I'm asking you is this. Uh, my job is a contracting job. It's not a full time. So, you know, there might be uh, some paperwork uh, issues that may happen because that has happened in 2018 as well. So I'm a bit concerned of uh, what would happen in this. Well, you could you could do one thing. You could file a premium processing right now and get a decision faster. Hmm. Okay. In that way, you get a decision before July. And even after July, you would have a two months, uh, 60 days of grace period. Then you can join a university so that you'll be in a safe position. Got it. Yeah, that you see my point? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. Right. Thanks, sir. Thank you, guys. The next uh, Zoom conference will be Tuesday at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.